It was quite a Monday night. We'll give you the thumbnail version and the highlights that you need to hear from both the women's and the men's game. It was funny because as things were happening in Knoxville and the women were leading 15th ranked Tennessee by seven with about five minutes to go, and you go back to that uh, percentage thing on ESPN.com, their percentage chance of winning was 91%, but they only hit one shot the rest of the way. I was about to change the schedule for Tuesday on Bulls Unlimited. We were going to replay the women's win a lot more than the men because they were in dire straits, losing to North Carolina A&T 51-39. Well, things reversed dramatically, unfortunately, on the women's side, and, well, in a big, thrilling way for the men. Let's start off with those highlights. This is the end of the game. As you know, Bulls could not hit from three, carrying over what happened on Saturday against Georgia Southern. Then Jake Boggs, three starts. And we're not going to have every play if you want to listen back to the full replay because there were many moments where it seemed like it just wasn't going to happen. When the Bulls got it to five, NCA and T hits what looked like a dagger three. The Bulls fouled twice late in shot clocks. They turned it over after that dagger three. In fact, NCA and T had the ball up eight with about 210 to go. But here are just the big shots and a harrowing finish from the Yingling Center Monday night. Yeah, the turnovers are almost a push, but the points off turnovers are 14-7 A&T. So, I mean, that just shows you how much USF has struggled today. Even when they get the extra possession, they can't do much with it. Caleb Murphy left wing, goes baseline. He's going to attack the basket. No, he kicks it out to Boggs. Wide open for three. Jake Boggs swishes it in, and the Bulls cut it down to single digits. 5.48 to go. Caleb Murphy, left wing. She was, sets the screen. Murphy's going right down the paint. His finger roll is good, and he's got oh. fouled. That's what I want to see, Joey. I want to see 23 be aggressive and take the game over. That was an absolutely amazing play of Caleb Murphy. Finally, he's a 55% free throw shooter in his career and misses that one. He's sitting squarely at 1,000 points, by the way, in his collegiate career. Caleb Murphy in the backcourt, looking to break pressure, gets it to Green. Cross-court skip pass, caught by Chaplin. He'll put it on the floor, into the paint. Ball fake, back out to Green. In the corner goes Boggs, catches, shoots a three. It's off the rim, no good. All black jerseys underneath and a rebound by North Carolina A&T. 2.12 left to go, 54-46. Bulls had a great chance right there to cut it to five. Dribble penetration by A&T, blocked by Hines Jr. Outlet pass to Caleb Murphy. He has to go back to get it. Pushing in transition, lost it on the dribble, now gets it to Jameer Chaplin. He loads up a three. That's good by Chap. It's 54-49, and the Bulls are in full scramble mode with 1.45 left. And they are working so hard on the defensive end, USF is. Caleb Murphy on the perimeter, between the legs twice. Sets up shot, now he's gonna elevate from 15. Jumper, good, swishes it in, and we've got ourselves a three-point game. Chaplin's got 11, around the rim and in. Make it a dozen for Jameer Chaplin. Clutch, and clutch, there's the clutch. timeout. Clutch free throws by Jameer Chaplin. Cut it to one, 37.3 seconds to go in this game. They are three for four in the game. They missed their last one, the front end of a one-on-one. Let's it fly, around the rim and out. Rebound Jake Boggs, 30 seconds to go. The Bulls are down one, 54-53. Caleb Murphy into the front court. They call out their play, Sam Hines sets the screen. Here's Murphy on the logo. Basically one, set, one second difference between the game clock and the shot clock. Caleb drifts to his left. He's gonna attack the basket, gets down to the baseline. Now he stops, kicks it out. Chevon Green, wide open three, lets it fly. Good! With eight seconds to go! The Bulls must guard. Here comes A&T. They're at half court. Bulls lead by two. Everyone in the building on their feet. Watson to trigger it in. Gets oh, it in no. the backcourt. Three seconds to go. They cross midcourt. They get it to Watson. Three for the win. Uh, it's halfway down and it popped out. Holy smokes. It was three quarters of the way down and it popped out. 
It rattled all around. The Bulls hang on. What a win. What a comeback at the Yingling Center. Obviously, the Bulls are going to have to play a lot better in order to take down Auburn on Friday. But here's a little bit from the Brian Gregory show last night with head coach and Jim on that comeback. Six minutes to go in the game, 5.59 exactly. Jake Boggs hits a three, and at that point, you guys were two for 18 from three. And he hits a three down 51-39, which I thought was probably the shot of the game because it just gave you some life. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because I met with Jake today and just talked about a bunch of different things. And I and I told him that that was a monster three for us. Uh, it gave us, I think everybody took a look around and with that amount of time left down eight, you're, you're back in the game, three possession game. Um, and just to see the ball go through the basket is is a big deal too. Um, but maybe more importantly was how we got the shot was our ball movement, one pass, next pass, extra pass, wide open shot, and we buried it. Um, and then our defensive intensity picked up uh, as well. We pressured a little bit more, changed our ball screen coverage. Guys did a great job of executing the adjustments that we made at that time. And then we executed well on offense down the stretch, you know. But you go back to something you mentioned earlier, our pace, those last, when they were up 11 before Jake shot it, we had cut it down to eight, three other times. So our offense was starting to get going a little bit, but we needed to put together stop, score, stop, you know what I mean? Uh, But our pace in that second half, especially the last 10 minutes or so, was at the level we need to play at. We were faster, we were quicker, we pushed it up, and we were attacking their defense with much greater efficiency. Sometimes you need a little help down the stretch, and they missed two front ends of one-and-ones, which were enormous. That opened the door for you uh, down the stretch because once you got within a possession or two, then those offensive shots became huge. So uh, you, you come all the way down, and Caleb Murphy drives to the baseline, big jump stop, looks around, and finds Javon Green for a three-pointer with four seconds to go. Yeah, you, you know, we've been working hard on playing off of two feet on our drive, not leaving our feet, staying under control. And then our the, the big teaching point is when one guy drives, four guys move, four guys talk. Because sometimes when you get in there, if there's no, no communication, you could be open, but unless you're telling that you're open. Javon did a great job of moving without the ball, circled behind the drive, called for the ball, and Caleb did a great job of staying poised in that situation, not forcing anything. Um, you know, there was a, um, a playback that no one saw because it was in our close scrimmage, and we played 10-minute uh, quarters, and we played each one kind of like it was an end of the game. Uh, in that, we were down one point, and we got a defensive stop and pushed it up, and we took a quick one, a quick shot. Fast forward a month, same situation, same guy with the ball in his hands. Did not take a quick one. Drove it, stayed under control, stayed poised, found an open guy for a wide open three. So that kind of growth from a coaching perspective was good to see. Of course, they discuss a lot of aspects with the team. If you want to listen to the full hour, we're replaying it plenty. Then let's play the part that got the Bulls off to their big lead against Tennessee. It was not a great first quarter. They were down 12-6. to Maria Alvarez hits a late three to make it 12-9, to and it's looking okay. And then she as the Bulls were at this point just 4 for 20 from the floor, started to put it together in rapid succession. They jump out on Maria. 
with Dye. Now go to Marie is what they're saying. Uh, Ariel, I'm saying. Sorry. Over to Maria. That's got to go up for her. And oh, it banks in. What a break. Maria Alvarez, too much on that shot. But it banks in for three, and we are tied. There was none committed there, but that could have been something in a ticky-tack sort of scenario. They could have called a fourth foul right there on Dulcie. So Jose Fernandez rolling the dice when it comes to this. But then again, you've got apparently depth just going to be tested regardless with all these players sitting on two fouls. Bulls down 18-16 with the ball. 3-10 to go, first half. Sydney Harvey over to Pinzon. Dulcie with the screen. Miles fights through it. Over to Bermejo. They'll let her have the three. And she knocks it down. Christina Bermejo looked like a shooting guard there. She is not a shooting guard. Bulls take the lead, 19 to 18. And immediately picks up foul number three. So the Bulls have two players on the court with three fouls. Two more on the bench with two. Tennessee has five players with two fouls, but only Miles, the freshman point guard, is on the court right now with 2.40 to go. And the Bulls on top. Sidney Harvey lines up for three and knocks it down. They were always going to have to make their threes. And they're doing it tonight, 22 to 18. They're their twos aren't very good, they're just two for 16, but they made five threes compared to none for the Vols, and that's why the Bulls are on top. Now swings it over to Christine Bomeo, who had a big time three-point shot to put the Bulls ahead. Pins on as the Bulls are starting to feel comfortable on offense. Bermejo over to Harvey for another three. Good, Sydney Harvey, two in a row. Now the Bulls are starting to light it up. A nine-nothing run, and with 1.40 to go in the half, the Bulls are up 25 to 18. And Tennessee needs a timeout. You hear the Bulls fans to my left yelling. They're all standing up. This is good stuff. Blazing from behind the arc at the right top. Their last four trips down the court, they have not missed a shot. Dulcie's not going to shoot from there. They let her have it. Betty could. Now it's over to Chinecki. Fakes is going to try a long two and knocks it down. Five shots in a row for the Bulls. And they now lead it 27 to 18. Really felt like they were going to pull it off. And if you want to hear the full replay, the ending where the Bulls basically with Tennessee not scoring either, it was 2-2 in the fourth quarter halfway through it, and the Bulls were up seven. And they were running clock, and it made sense because, again, the Volunteers didn't really have much going offensively, but they would jack up their defense at that end of shot clock situation. The Bulls just didn't get many great shots. Meanwhile, on the other side, Jordan Horston took over. A couple of big three-point plays down the stretch, including one that answered Elisa Pinzon's three that had the Bulls up in the last minute. Houston would score the last five points. The Bulls had several chances to force overtime, and couldn't they lose 52 to 49. Tonight, USF Volleyball in Orlando against the Red Hot UCF Knights. We'll wrap it up for you on tomorrow's show. But that's going to do it for this Wednesday version. Of course, we'll also have sound from both coordinators who are speaking to the media today, Glenn Spencer and Charlie Weiss. Thanks for listening. I'm Derek Sharp.